Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan Carson. I'm the director of Student Ministry Matters. On today's podcast, Micah Powell and Chris Vines join me again as we continue the conversation about student ministry. Welcome, Chris. What's up, man? And welcome to you, Micah. What up, guys? I missed y'all. You know, this has been a hard time for our country. We're doing this out of Arkansas. And right now, there's a lot of craziness in our state because the numbers have started to rise again with the virus. And so it's just, it's made things difficult. Life is a little bit confusing and hard to follow. And so we're going to get into a topic that's a little bit more broad tonight as we talk about why student ministry is still needed, why it's important. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But what we want to do is we want to get to our random question of the week. So this week's question is, what type of candy is your favorite? You might get it at Halloween or it might be a road trip necessity. Uh, but what's that one thing that you might have trouble saying no to? Oh boy. So Chris, I know you're a healthy guy. Mm-hmm. What's that that candy of your choice? Well, I may be healthy, but when it comes to candy, I certainly have a weakness. Gosh, to narrow it down to one thing. All right. That's tough, dude. I mean, really. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. Okay, Sugar, give me two because yeah. I'm gonna. I'm, I've got two on my plate. Okay. All right. Left and right Twix. <laughs> Does that count as two? <laughs> oh, no. All right. Uh, That's seriously, fantastic. Man, <laughs> I love wow. – I love okay, – two. Okay, I'm going to go just good, good – pack of M&M's. I love some M&M's. All right. But then I also love Sour Patch Kids. So M&M's. Oh man, you and Rachel. M&M's and Sour Patch Kids. That's what I got. M&M's and Sour Patch Kids. Okay. Well, I've got two that are my favorite. The only problem is one of those, as far as I can tell, has been discontinued, may have been discontinued before you guys were even born. It's a candy bar called the Milkshake. It's like a strange combination of Milky Way and the Three Musketeers bar. Unfortunately, though, I can't find it anymore. So if there's anyone listening to this and you know where I can purchase that candy bar, info at studentministrymatters.com, I'd love to know. So now the one that still exists and that I've got to get when I'm on a road trip are orange slices. Um, I know they're not really all that popular, but man, that sugary goodness. That's that's such an old man candy. What the heck is an orange slice? I know it's an old candy. That's, that like like stuff, that's like stuff you get at Cracker like, Barrel. Literally, I don't even know. Yeah. What is an orange slice? Uh, orange slice. <laughs> it's it's like a gummy. Oh, gosh. It does make me sound old. Um, it's a gummy <laughs> that has it's sugar on all over it. And it's orange flavor. It looks like hey, orange slices. Give me that yeah. orange slice, Chris. <laughs> uh, my, my grandmother always had a jar of orange slices next to her recliner. So... I would have liked your grandmother. <laughs> Dang. Chris just dropped that one big time for you guys out there in podcast land. Wow. All right. Sorry, Dan. Well, let's I, get I love to you, you Michael, while I 
recover from my feelings. So, <laughs> yeah, he's going to mute his microphone now and go to the bathroom and cry. Chris, good job. Gosh. <laughs> um, man, to narrow it down, like, ah, oh, man, I, sh- you know, you should have sent me the 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 thought, the question of the week, <clears throat> like two two weeks ago. Because, you know, I'm on like a riding my bike triathlon training thing right now. So I haven't eaten any candy. But, man, if it has sugar in it, I'm that's I'm just going to say sugar. Like, if, if it has sugar in it, I'm going to consume it. You guys, my wife, like, people are like, oh, this is my favorite candy. But, man, she'll go, uh, what's my favorite candy? Sugar. It's like, yes, absolutely. I'm pre-diabetic right now, I'm sure. Uh, probably the other one would be um, a Twix. Yeah, I think Twix is like my second – Besides sugar, Twix is like mm, I could put it like in the like in the pouch in my lip and just suck on it for hours. It's not good. It's not healthy. <laughs> not Christian. Wow, sugar. I'm I'm gonna send you a just a pound of sugar and see what happens. You better not, because it'll be gone. And I mean, if you know me, I'm excited all the time. It's like all my mom did during those nine months was eat sugar because I came out like a crazy kamikaze thing. So yeah, we're, we're still we're still waiting for it to wear off. It's yeah, everybody's to. like, man, does he ever go to sleep? You know, does he ever calm down? And Rachel's like, yeah, when he's sleeping. All right. So, well, on a, on a more serious note, as, as I mentioned, we're here in Arkansas. And especially in my part of the state, the numbers seem to keep rising for those that are infected with uh, COVID-19. And so it's making life a little bit, we're a little concerned up here. We're trying to figure out what's next. We don't know what the fall is going to look like for students. Uh, We don't know what fall is going to look like even for our church. Right now, we're actually worshiping together. We're enjoying that, but it's a very limited thing. We wear face masks. Uh, It's just, it's all very weird. And what this time has done, it's really just given us pause to, to think about, okay, what is important in the church? What are those things that we need to keep doing? I mean, some of the things we do are just because they've, we've always done them that way. I think there's a lot of things that we can set aside and say, well, that's not important anymore. But I believe, and I think these guys would agree with me, I hope they'll agree with me, uh, is that student ministry is important. It's it's a vital part of what we do. We would just take a few minutes tonight to talk about that subject and to talk about some reasons, things that, why they're important. Um, and so, guys, I just, I want to start and we just kind of maybe go around and think of some different things and different reasons uh, that student ministry needs to kind of come back. It needs that comeback. When, when things get back underway, we need student ministry, and it and hopefully it's still going on in your church. I know that it's difficult. Uh, my kids are tired of being on Zoom. I'm kind of tired of being on Zoom myself. They're tired of looking at screens, which you wouldn't think students would ever get tired of that. But they don't want a Sunday school lesson that's on Facebook or on YouTube or whatever avenue that they're watching it. They simply want to be in the room with somebody. They want to hang out. They want to not have to worry about wearing a face mask or staying six feet apart or any of those things that we have to worry about right now. So let's go ahead and start. Why is student ministry an important part of our church's ministry? Who'd like to go first? (laughs) We probably both would. (laughs) Both would. Well, then I'll, Micah, you... I think you probably got something. So let's let's go with one and just kind of work our way around. Why is student ministry important, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I've always taken youth or student ministry, meaning, you know, people would say you're the youth pastor. And I, I, 
and and I always understood that that was like kind of college or uh, seniors in high school and, and younger. So that was my area of ministry. And so if they live within a certain mile radius or within a school district, they shouldn't, I wanted to know who they were and I wanted to invest in them. And if they came to our church, man, I didn't just want to preach to them, which was huge. I wanted to pastor them. I wanted, like, that's what I took it as. And, and as that, that title, as you guys know, shaped over into something called student ministry, I took the title which, uh, you know, is obvious from the title and, and, and made it students of all ages. Like if anybody's a student of the word, I wanted to teach other students of the word, not just high school, which, you know, or youth, which is the primary focus, but their parents, you know, or college students or anybody that was a student of the word, then that was under my ministry. And so why is it important? I, I mean, we have to have somebody that can connect on the youth ministry side. I feel like we have to have somebody that can not just preach the gospel, but preach the gospel to young people, you know, that of that age group that are, you know, that that's allotted to, to be able to speak to. And I think most and a big important part, part of it is pastoring. You know, like we have to be able to, to love on those students, to be contextual where, where we're drawing them into the text and we're, we're te- with the text of the word of God and we're going to them on Wednesday nights or during the week and asking them, helping them grow in their faith. You know, on the student ministry side, I feel like you know, um, being able to not just preach well on Wednesday night or when we're asked to speak, but to also love on people and to help grow them in Christ. And so, I don't know, that's kind of my initial thoughts, but, you know, all, all these things that I'm saying, I think are things that are found in scripture. Um, and, and also there's been several books that have been very helpful to me, like my first two years in student ministry or youth ministry. Do you guys know who wrote that? Who, who was that? Doug I Fields. believe that's Doug Fields. Yeah, yeah that, that was really helpful to kind of begin, like, and, and not that I agree with the entirety of the book or not, you know, but it was a good book to like help me understand. And I also dr- read a book called Family Driven Faith. And is that Buddy Bauckham Jr., guys? I think that's who uh, that, that one, is. Yeah, that, that's, sure. yeah that's, that's Bauckham. There's a family ministry field guide. That one's co-authored by, I believe, Mark DeVries. That's how you say his last name. And uh, Timothy Paul Jones. Yeah, so those were kind of some, gave me some good seed thoughts of like, you know, what really student ministry is, right? And, and, you know, but it is essential, I believe. I, I do believe that, you know, regardless when it began or why it exists, you know, here we are, guys. You know, like, we're here. We're in this time. There's, there is student ministry. There is youth ministry. And so I do think during the coronavirus, there are kids seriously dealing with doubt that need another confidant on top of their parents. And, and not just the pastor, which... You know, the, 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 the preaching pastor, but also the youth or student pastor, right? Like, do, what do you guys think? Yeah, I, 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 I think there's that need for connection. And that, that sort of connection can happen with a number of folks in there. But I think that you hit the, kind of the, the big point of what you were sharing there is a, a need of someone whose job and responsibility and calling is to communicate God's word and work on connecting God's word with those students. I think that's that's one of those needs for that for that student ministry. And so that's that's pretty fantastic. Well, uh, Chris, what what's another big reason or that we need to keep having student ministry? Dan, I want to I want to back up just a minute, and this is just for my own sake, and so maybe it's helpful for somebody sure. else out there as well. That when we say when we say student ministry. I just have to believe that there's a lot of people out there that probably have a different definition 
than maybe somebody else. So when we think about student ministry, me personally, I, I am thinking more in terms of, in the context of my church, family ministry. I, I believe okay. student, I believe student ministry matters. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. But I, I think, <laughs> I think more in terms of family ministry. So let me just, I just wanted to lay that out there first and, and let it be said, but also just to start off by saying that I believe <clears throat> during this, this pandemic, you know, there has been a, if you want to call it a, a reset button, I think there, I think there's been that opportunity allowed for many churches to be able to at least hit the pause button and say, and, and to honestly assess, okay, what, what needs to, what, what do we need to keep doing and what do we need to stop doing? What's, what's working? Um, what needs to be, what needs to be tweaked? I think this is just, I, I really believe that when viewed it through that lens, we could see that this, this, this gift of grace uh, uh, that God has given us in the midst of this pandemic for the church to be able to to stop and just assess those those ministries, and I think student ministry should fall within that category. Okay, to ask like we're like we're asking right now, is student ministry needed? Does it need to continue? And and I believe we all three will will agree and say yes. I think it is something that we need to continue doing. Therefore, if if that's true. Um, is there anything within student ministry that we need to that we need to change? Is there something that we need to reassess on on what we're doing in student ministry? Can we can we somehow make a more concentrated effort in what we as student ministry or excuse me student pastors and student workers are called to do within student ministry? And so, just before I go any further and just keep rambling on, I, I do want to say that there's a helpful book out there that in regards to just this whole idea of family ministry and what we're called to do, it, it's a good starter book and it's called Perspectives on Family Ministry. Uh, this one's edited by um, Timothy Paul Jones. And uh, and so it's it's got three different perspectives on family ministry. And those perspectives are the, the family integrated model, the family, the family based ministry model, and then the family equipping model. So, I think for anybody out there who just wants to kind of during this time, okay, let's reassess what we're called to do. I think that's a great book to go to and just uh, uh, and see those three different uh, models, you know, uh, at work within uh, certain contexts. So all that said, um, back to why I believe student ministry is, is important. I believe I believe it's important for the reasons that you guys said for what we need to be doing. I think there I think we do need to continue to to connect with our our students but but I think also in a larger sense we we need to we need to understand our role within our churches and the context of student ministry we are given the opportunity to help our students connect with their families and then for them as students and as families to connect deeper within the the local church body so I'd like to hear what you guys have to say about just that in general. You know, do you agree with that? You know, what are some ways that we can help them connect uh, with the local church and, and with with their own church in more, uh, I guess, more prominent ways than maybe they've done in the past? I think one of the, the big things that I've seen is over the years, there hasn't been that push not to see student ministries connect with the local church, uh, which is 
totally doesn't make any sense. <laughs> if you stop and really look at it, it doesn't make any sense at all uh, right. because they are part of the church. That is the priority. The gathered church is is much more, well, if we want to put it this way, and this may sound a little outside the box thinking, but is much more important than that student ministry. That student ministry is a part of the church. It is not the primary. It is the secondary. And we see that happen over and over again. You know, we talk about, well, we did all this and we had 100 students, but we only have 20 people in our worship service. Something's wrong there. And so it's it's vital that we work to put our connect our students with the church. And it's hard, especially if you've got a high-energy, high-impact uh, student ministry, and they come in and they worship, and there's music and drums and I sound like such an old man. Sorry. Um, there's drums, <laughs> guitar. I mean, I love all that stuff. Trust me. I'd like to see that in our worship service right now. Um, and we do have, we have drums and guitar, but um, it's, it's a different level. It's a different, different sort of thing that happens. And so they go on a Wednesday night, they, they, they're experiencing that. And then they come to a Sunday service and it's so different. And we've got to keep these more in line so that there is that connection and so that they can get connected with the people and know what the church is really about. Because it's not, at the end of the day, it's not all about student ministry. It's about the Lord's church. And so, yeah, student ministry is important because it it should be that really an entryway or an extension of what the body is in that place and in that space. No, I was just thinking, you know, Dan, we, we, we pick on you, me, I think, more than, than anybody about being the old guy in the group. But <laughs> but no, I think this is a good this is a good conversation for us to just consider your your perspective on this because you started doing youth ministry what in the mid nineties, is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So early nineties. <laughs> early nineties. Well, and, and that's you know, youth ministry, student ministry is, you know, is a relatively very new idea uh in in the grand scheme of things i believe i believe we could probably trace it back i think the gospel coalition wrote an article several years ago about the beginnings of student ministry um but you could you know in that you could trace it back to maybe the early 70s or something like that it came out of young life i believe right um but you know in in the early in the 90s especially you know youth ministry at large looked a lot different than i think what a lot of youth ministries look like today and and i think I know I'm a part of a generation of youth pastors that is tending to um, really gravitate away from the the entertainment based model of youth ministry, um, and so I, I'm not saying Dan right. you you were ever you know you had that mentality maybe you did I don't know but I'm just curious for you to give us some insight on you know what what are some some differences and some good changes that you've seen over your years of youth ministry from the 90s until until now. Like many churches, uh, there was a great emphasis on being attractional. And so that was especially true with our student ministries. We wanted to have as many kids that we could. We thought it had to be fun. It always had to be exciting. You know, it was usually a, a mile wide and an inch deep, that old saying, because it you didn't have time. It was a matter of, boom, get in, have, have a blast, send them on their way. And you would see, again, you would see groups of 100 kids, but maybe there's 50 on a Sunday morning. Not 50 kids, but 50 people. 
Mm. And so uh, you, you would, I would see that over and over again. And what I've realized, and I've seen guys like you um, and Micah that are concerned about the gospel message, the truth of God's word, getting into students' lives. And that, that um, can almost, it was like, well, they don't want to be fun anymore. Well, guess what? Their students are starting to learn God's word in a real way. And their students are going to be the ones that are going to stay in the church because so many, so many have gone through these attractional youth groups or even well-meaning youth groups. I mean, that's what it boils down to. Most of these guys uh, really cared about the students, but they didn't give them anything to hang on to. And so when life got hard, they just stepped away from the church. And it's painful to see. It's painful to see adults do that. But knowing that there were so many kids, so many, well, kids at the time, but people my own age that just aren't involved in church anymore. They loved it as a teenager but you know when when life got hard they didn't have anything real to hang on to they didn't know god's word they didn't know god in the in those cases and so I, I love hearing about guys that are concerned deeply about sharing the word with their students in fact my own student ministry has shifted from where i was to where i am now now i want to make sure that my students are getting discipled that's more much more important than if I have 20 or 30 or 40 students. If I have five that are that I'm able to disciple, then they're going to be changed. And that's that's the important thing, getting them into the word. I've also had a recent, I don't want to call it an epiphany, you know, this all of a sudden I just ding, light bulb went on. Especially during this time, we're dealing with still dealing with the pandemic. My job and role, much more than just providing a time for the students to get on Zoom and to, to talk and hang out, my job needs to be investing in the parents so that they can be the primary discipler of their children. And so they need to know some things that I've learned through seminary and through experience and through life, and so that they can talk to their kids and they can follow that Deuteronomy 6 model so that as they go, they can talk to their students about spiritual things. In fact, just this week, it was like, why didn't I do this before? But I realized, you know what I need is I need to create about five questions a week that I send out to parents after Pastor Kirk's message and say, during the course of the week, you just talk to your students about this and it's things from the morning message. So we're going to be talking about Jonah. Well, there, those are some softballs. You know, th- there's easy things for the, them to to talk about and to get creative about do you do you think this was a whale shark do you think this was what do you think this was that swallowed him did he stink you know all of those type of things those are easy conversations but that's a great place to start and so these family follow-ups are kind of how i'm looking at it but it is just i've i've loved this shift that i'm seeing this importance placed on the family this importance placed on god's word and again there are a lot of well-meaning, well-intending people during those early days. But the end result is there's a, there's a lot of people in Generation X, older millennials, that just aren't in church right now. It's because they, they walked away from it because they had nothing to hang on to. Mm. So that, that's kind of how I've, I've seen things shift in some of the, the things that I've recently kind of experienced and, and gotten excited about, um, knowing that we can make a real difference when we invest in our parents. 
Now, I still, I totally believe that student ministry is important, that it, student ministry matters. I mean, that's the name of our podcast. It's the name of our organization. Um, we, we believe that this is valuable. And so we, we take the time. We learn things. We go to seminary. We go to Bible college and keep reading and keep learning so that more students can know that Jesus is important and his word is important. So, well, let's let's answer that question just a little bit more tonight. What what are some other reasons that you see value in student ministry? You know, like you said, there's this reset button that's going on and we have to decide, well, is this important enough to continue? We believe it is. So why? Why do we believe that it is important? You guys got any more answers to that big question? Man, I I, I mean, I'm I think one of the reasons why student ministry is important, you know, because it, I would say it does reinforce the family. Um, uh, that's probably one of the biggest reasons I think maybe, and, and maybe Chris, all, maybe all of us would agree there, but that's probably the one I would, I would mention as the, because, and I just want to say, Dan, I, it is amazing the experience and the, the, that you, you brought to the table with student ministry, because I'll be honest, I was that guy that was driven by, entertainment when I first got into ministry, my first church and driven by drawing people in and, and I'd preach, you know, but it was all from entertainment mind. And, and not that as an entertainer, as much as it was just like pizza and, and, and that that was enough. And so all, you know, I could grow, you can grow a student ministry easily if you just buy enough pizza and you bring enough drinks and you do enough of this stuff. But the thing is, what it really comes down to is it's not dense. They're like you said, an inch deep. And you know, one of the things that we need to reinforce more than anything that a parent actually taught me at Bigelow Baptist Church was, hey, you know, I appreciate you feeding my kid, but it matters more to me what you're feeding him spiritually than you are physically. And I was like, like, okay, ouch. And I was really angry at first as a little 18-year-old punk kid, student pastor, youth minister. But man, reinforcing the family, like that is amazing. Like, and Proverbs twenty two six tells us, you know, the, and, and we know that verse. We use it all the time. You know that you would uh, train up a child in the way he should go, even when he is old, he will not depart from it. And that person referenced that to me, and I was like, and in that book that I mentioned uh, is Bodie Bauckham Jr. and it's a uh, family driven faith, and talks about like how to grow up your kids and how to help them grow up in Christ. And any guys, I'll just let you know, it is a wealth of information. And Chris's book, even I've, I've, that's another book that. Is, is a great book to, to, to read if you're a parent. But we need to, as student pastors and youth ministers, reinforce the family and in churches. We have to do that. Like that has to be a part of our job descriptions. Guys, if you're a pastor listening on this, that's a you know, lead pastor, senior pastor, whatever, um, and you're trying to find out better ways to shape your student pastor, student minister, youth minister, hey, listen, that is the biggest part of the job. One of the biggest things in the job description, you know, that is also preaching the word, which is huge and pastoring those students and, and, and youth, but is, is helping reinforce the family, like talking with the parents about what little Johnny is doing or how, how a little Jane is doing and the things that they're concerned with in their daughter or son and being open about struggles that you see and being able to, you know, help the parents say, Hey, listen, man, we had an incredible night tonight. We talked about this and Hey, little Johnny, was talking to me about some struggles that he had and how like he, he was believing that Jesus was going to pay for this sin that he had done. And just that, com- that communication that should be open between the, the, the student or youth worker and, and the, and, and the parents, because man, 
imagine a church where not just the staff is unified, but the youth or students are unified with the senior pastor leadership and their and their parents. And, and, and that when that son or daughter starts to try to flee the faith, the student pastor can run to that student and say this, this with this relationship, this powerful relationship that they've cultivated and go, hey, you need to come back. Like, this is not good behavior. And then that family it, it potentially is united and strengthened because of the the heart and the youth or student worker. And and then also the camaraderie that goes along with the, the uh, pastoral staff. So, I, I mean, it's, it, I think it's insanely crucial during this time to, to, to have student or youth ministries uh, and, and specifically towards family ministry. Well, Chris, what, what else do you have to add to this topic? Oh man, I don't want to just go rogue or anything like that, but I, I believe it's important for the students in our church to have, have community among one another. Okay. So one of those perspectives that I mentioned earlier, uh, which, you know, I believe you would probably consider this the family integrated model of student ministry where basically there's no student ministry. There's no age-based type ministry, but just everything is just kind of integrated in. Um, If I've got those confused and somebody can correct me on that, but that's what I'm talking about here. So there's, there's that viewpoint of student ministry. My response to that is I think it would have, I think that could work well in certain contexts. However, I think what we see in most of our contexts is you put a, you put a large group of people of all ages and backgrounds into one big room, they're naturally going to separate into separate into smaller groups of like-mindedness. And and so I believe you see that within within our churches all over the place. That's why you have senior adult ministry and you have, you know, some churches that have single, you know, singles ministry and and all this kind of stuff, which that that opens up a door for another conversation. But my point is this I think student ministry is needed because there is naturally a community of like-minded youth within most churches. And so that's an opportunity for the church to be able to reach a certain part of our community. But we've got to be, as I think we're already hinting at, we've got to be very careful, I believe, in not segregating that group from the rest of the church in our efforts of reaching them with the gospel. And I think that's what we've seen happen in in the past through, like you said, Dan, the attractional type student ministry where you basically just segregate the youth group and they feel like a kind of a parachurch type organization of their own, not really connected to the church. And you've got and you've got, you know, these comments being made from the people in from the church that, well, man, the youth, man, they're the they're the future of the church or the future church, rather, you know, when really they're, they're a part of the church right now. And, and we've, we, I think there's been a lot of people up until this point that have clarified that point, but I think it still needs to be said. So all that said, I think community is so important for our kids, but I also think that it's, it's needed for us as, as student workers to be able to give them a, a very real, very real picture of what, of what they need to look for in a church once they leave their their local church because here's the thing we know that most of our students are going to move off at some point to either go to college to start their own family to to follow a job or whatever they you know there's not a large portion of students that are staying within their local their their churches that they grew up in um and so whenever whenever they go off to wherever that is wherever the lord leads them um i i personally i want to i want to have done um, 
the job of, I believe what Paul says in Colossians 1, 23, I believe it is, um, we want to lead everyone to be mature in Christ. And so I want a student uh, to be able to go off to college in Conway or North Arkansas or outside of the state. And when they, when they go to that college, they're not going to settle for just a parachurch organization on campus. They're going to want to plug into a local church, but they're also, I, I want them to be equipped to know what's important, what, what should be the markers of a good, healthy church as they go looking for one. Now, this isn't, this isn't a job. This isn't a job that is left solely up to me. I believe wholeheartedly this should be something done by families first and then should be reinforced by us as student pastors and student workers. But again, this just without going too much further, this is all why I believe student ministry is needed and necessary to be able to give students a clear picture of what, of what a, a biblical church should look like not a perfect church there's, there's no such thing we're all imperfect right, people right. but a biblical model of what church should look like so yeah i, I probably should put a period on that sentence now <laughs> well you know chris uh, when you described that it, it made me think about what it's like to be a parent from the moment that my son and daughter came home from the hospital i was my job was to prepare them for the day when they would leave to teach them the things that would help them be ready in a way that's part of our job, too, as, as student ministry workers, to help them be prepared for that next stage of life when they'll be making the decisions on their own. Now, we're not their parents. That's not what we're saying at all. Uh, but our job is to help them be spiritually prepared, to let them know what a, a good God-honoring church is, what God's Word says about this situation or that situation, to be a, a partner with the parent. That can be a really incredible thing when it's done and it's done right. It's not always done right. I have failed in my own mind. I've failed many a time with many a student. But, you know, God is, is still using some of those things. And he uses the words that we share as we talk with students, the lessons that we share, the moments, those relationships, all of those things, they're important. We know they are. This time and this uh, era, this weirdness that we're all still in, student ministry is as important as ever. And so I hope that as, as we look ahead, getting past uh, this craziness, we know everything's going to be a little bit different, but I hope that you'll still want to and feel the compulsion to invest in student ministry because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.